I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up, and then we discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant for the things that are going on right now. These are often quite big topics, but we think they're really important to open up the conversation. So please do get in touch with us in the contact details that are in our show notes if you want to share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. How are you doing? How is the hen do? I'm so jealous of your tan. <laughs> oh my God, it was amazing. I do feel like a broken woman now. I'm so exhausted, um, but it was so so much fun um we had 12 12 ladies in split not for my hen do I need to clarify I can't remember if we covered this in the last episode but um it's a friend who's getting married this summer and she was having a hen do here in Croatia which happens to be where I am um so we just we had a gorgeous villa and it had a pool and it's just like the best girly weekend and had so many what's we had so many drinks um but it was just full of laughs and it honestly felt like an actual holiday, which I think I really, really needed as well. And obviously I've not seen any of my friends in person since you were here and then since we were back at home. So yeah. it was really nice. Really, really it, nice. Thank you. It looked like the perfect, like the epitome of the perfect girls trip, like really fun. You did loads of really cool stuff and everyone just like they had a great time and there was no like drama or anything like that, which is not needed on any trip yeah there was actually no drama apart from someone having an allergic reaction which was quite stressful but no like (laughs) no like people drama which was so nice and I feel like especially because it was friends that I went to school with as well I love that it's not the school vibe anymore like it's all the what how how many years 10 years later and we're still good friends it's just yeah it was really really nice although I will have to tell you about this. We were trying to get a stripper bride. (laughs) Oh my God. We failed, but we tried so hard. One of the girls even went up to a random guy on the beach and asked (gasps) if he would be up. (laughs) Oh my God. The answer was no. (laughs) Oh my God. This just feels like a disaster waiting to happen. It was like, is this cringe or is this like one of the bravest things? (laughs) I mean, she could have ended up finding like a husband by doing that. Imagine that being your meet cute story. How did you meet? I asked him to be a stripper for my friend's <laughs> bachelorette party. Like how wild. Would be amazing. I hadn't thought of that. But how are you? What have you been up to? I'm good. I have my birthday. Yes. A whole year older. Um, which was just lovely. Because it, it was just like, even though the weather was awful and I didn't do a lot. Again, it was just a really chilled weekend and it was just nice to kind of wander around Bista Village and eat great food and chill out a bit. Um, and I'm excited to be 28. I feel like I feel good. I've got my, yeah. I, I'm, this is year when I really focus on my well-being, which is maybe going to sound like a bit of a health wanker. Um, not that I don't already, but <laughs> yeah, just like moving my body a lot, eating good food. I want to feel good. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. But um, did yeah. you make any purchases? Did you make any birthday purchases from Bista? I almost did. I almost, I was so, so close. I stood there with the Chloe bag on my arm 
And the only reason I didn't was because I was like, it's just a little bit too over budget. Like if it had been within budget, I think I probably would have done it. And the smallest version was, but I was like, mm, I don't want a tiny bag. Like, I need a bag that's also like I can use. Um, yeah. I just couldn't quite part with the best part of a grand for it. So <sighs> yeah, oh I know. my I know. God. I, I know. do know what you mean though. You don't want to spend that amount of money for a bag that's not a practical size either. Like you might as well exactly. get a exactly. decent size bag. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather wait a couple of months or a year or so and then invest in it when I know that it's the right size because I'm spending that much. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I almost, almost, almost. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk around a bit. And if I decide to go back and get it, then it's fine. Um, so yeah. Also did occur to me that like, if I go back to Europe at any point this year, I could get it duty free. So... <laughs> that is a good shout actually that is a very good shout actually it's it's not one for right now is it um so now I was very well behaved (laughs) well you looked very chic I did love the blazer thanks um (laughs) I didn't actually go into Batman though because I couldn't face going into Batman with what is essentially a fake Batman blazer on from Zara (laughs) such a you thing to worry about it's just such a, like no one else would have worried, but I worried. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, but it was just a really lovely day. Actually, I like, I did buy something. I bought macarons from Ladero. So I ate those when I got home because I really do believe they're the best macarons. So Ooh, fancy. Exactly. But yeah, do you want to show your recommendation for the week? Yes, mine is a book that I actually read over the weekend by the pool. And which is a real contrast with what the book is called it's called they both die at the end and it's by adam silvera oh i I see this advertised everywhere yeah so i i kept seeing people talking about it and i actually didn't realize until i finished it that it's technically i think it's classed as ya like young adult fiction but i really think if you enjoyed um the midnight library it's that kind of vibe because it's set in the well it's set in the not too distant future where there's a service that notifies you at midnight if you're going to die that coming day like in, within the next 24 hours and um it focuses on two teen boys who get the notification and they don't know each other but they connect on an app that's designed for people who are living their last day um and they spend their last day together and obviously there's the whole point of the book really is that kind of reminder that you can't be so afraid of death that it stops you living your life and otherwise if you're so worried about what the future holds you'll forget to live and really there is no life without death and that's why every moment whether it's big or small is precious so there's a lot of reminders throughout the book to kind of appreciate what you have and the relationships and the love that you share with family and friends and whoever also the good that you can do for other people but it's told so well you don't feel like you're being preached to about all of these kind of things it's just woven into the story really nicely and it didn't it is sad like it is really heartbreaking but it didn't make me cry because I just it's really beautifully written like I I really enjoyed it and I know it sounds like a really depressing book but I I definitely recommend it especially if you did like the midnight library kind of theme I mean yeah it doesn't sound like the happiest book ever but it sounds like it could be a really lovely, comforting book um, and just something a little bit different as well. Yeah. And I just love 
the title of the book because it's just so kind of opposite of what you would ever call a book so I had to give it a try but definitely yeah recommend it uh what's your recommendation I have a book as well um but very very different type of book um mine is so I've spoken about Jacqueline Hurst before I know we've both spoken about um podcast she's been on but I finished reading her book called how to do you the life-changing art of mastering your thoughts and taking control of your life and I was reading it when I was away actually and it's taken me a little while to read it I'm sorry if you can hear the birds I personally think it gives a lovely nature inspired background to this but you know Mm. that's the soundtrack of the summer for me um I started reading it when I was away it's a really it's very it's very much written in her tone of voice so you can almost hear her saying it and it's very direct and like cut through your own bullshit like you can't control what people think of you you can't worry about everything all the time and it's you who's making you go through that so you have the power to change it um if you are someone who does worry a lot about what other people think or you're just struggling to kind of stick by your own principles and do what you want to do rather than being influenced by everyone else around you if you worry a lot about offending others and not enforcing your boundaries and all of those sorts of things I would really recommend reading it it's not a huge long book um, but it does have workbook elements in it which I quite like because I think it makes you put everything into practice and yeah if you're a fan of her work already I think it's a really great a really great tool to just round everything out some of what she says is very confronting and so you have to kind of but that's almost the point the point is for you to go I don't like that and then think well it doesn't matter if I don't like it and that sort of thing um I think there is an element that it does very much feel like it's written from the perspective of a now wealthy white privileged woman um there are certain things that are said that I'm like hmm but I wouldn't discount it for that reason until I think it's a really fabulous book, a really helpful book. And one of the most like one of the books I've read that has really cleared things in my own mind, if that makes sense. Like it's given me real clarity. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, I've been so intrigued to read her book because I do struggle with some health, uh, some self-help books just because I do feel like it takes me a while to get through them which Mm -hmm. is why I prefer that kind of like when I listen to on a podcast and things like that I'd much rather digest it that way but I like that there's the kind of I don't know workbook yeah aspect to it maybe I need to give it a go because I do really like her and how she kind of approaches things and what I like is I think a lot of self-help books very repetitive it's like the same three things just written in different ways throughout whereas this Mm. feels like very distinct chapters and it's very clear why you can't worry about certain things and the only repetition is to reinforce a point Mm. and like to prove why it is why it is important um yeah I think she's brilliant and she's very frank in the book as well about her own experiences with addiction and eating disorders and all of those sorts of things that been really difficult to overcome she's very front and honest about that and I really respect how honest she is with telling her story yeah I think it resonates a lot more doesn't it when someone's actually open and honest about their own experiences rather than coming at it from the like I'm perfect angle I've never had to deal with any of this but here's me telling you what you should do 
yeah, it doesn't come from a place of like preachiness and woe is me and my life is so hard, but it comes more from a place if I've gone through these really awful things, these really difficult things to overcome. So I know it's possible. So trust me. And mm-hmm. it's more of a um it's more of like a validation that things work and it isn't the nitty-gritty of her life, but she's very honest about it. And I think it strikes quite a nice balance. I don't think someone needs to write a self-help book that is essentially a memoir at the same time. Yeah. Um so yeah, I just I really enjoyed the book. I found it very helpful and there's a lot of like bits of wisdom in it that I've like highlighted because I'm like, right, I need to come back to that. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to get that and give it a read. It's a nice one, especially when you're on holiday or when you're trying to relax as well, because I think you're a bit more perceptive to those sorts of things in those situations sometimes. Yeah, you're like a bit more open to, I guess, making the time to think about those those things that perhaps you wouldn't when you're yeah rushing through the day to day. Yeah, totally. So this week's topic is a slightly different one for us, because normally we focus on prioritizing yourself sticking to your own boundaries and doing your own thing and whilst we do completely stand by all of those things we also want to have a conversation about reaching that point where you can no longer be 100% selfish and self-indulgent a lot of us are now reaching that age kind of in our late 20s early 30s where we start to have other responsibilities and that isn't just um like children and things like that, but careers and potentially mortgages and just generally having a little bit more responsibility. So you can't be quite as self-indulgent as you might have once been. Um, and it's something we want to bring discussion to because it's it's a difficult one. How do you balance that with still living in life that's really authentic to you and going after what you want? It's so funny because I'd written like a little mini intro to this and you basically have just said the same thing like word for word. (laughs) I love that. We're so in sync. But it is, it is a really tricky one because like this is not us telling you to disregard the boundaries that you need to set or doing what's right for you or leaving something that isn't serving you or, or anything like that. But it is just acknowledging that you reach a certain point in your life where what you have to consider in your decision making is no longer just what it what it is that's important to you and what it is that you want to do whether it is that you have to consider how your partner might feel or whether it is a child or even even things like elderly parents like having to consider like do you need to be living closer to them or perhaps not moving abroad or long distance travel or like you said financial reasons mortgages things like that there are so many different things going on and big big life changes that will impact the people in your life around you not just Mm -hmm. you and I think that's the key thing isn't it that you now have to think about how your decisions will impact other people as well and also how those decisions and the impact they have on others makes you feel like it's not necessarily always saying, oh, I don't want to move across the world because I have elderly relatives who rely on me as much as it is. Do I want to be that far away from elderly relatives now? And Mm. how do I feel? You might be like, actually, no, I'm fine with it. I'm happy to like, actually, I'm okay. And that's obviously completely fine. But I guess there's that need for consideration that maybe hasn't always been there. And Mm. all of that kind of all the things you put off when you're younger, you're like, oh, I'll save for a house or I'll save to have like a really good fuck off fund or I'll save for that, like, I don't know, that move abroad or whatever it is when you're younger. 
when you say, oh, I'll do that later, I'll do it at some point, I'll do it when I'm older. Now is the time that you have to start doing that. So then you have to reconcile, oh, actually, maybe I can't. It's not even like just being selfish, but being considerate of your future self as well, rather than just the people around you. Yeah, I mean, especially if you if you have a partner or a child, like you've chosen to share your life with someone else. So that means it's no longer just your life. Like they're they're sharing your life experiences with you. So the decision-making is just as important because it's going to be impacting them. And obviously that doesn't mean, like a classic example would be maybe if you quit a job when you're 21 or 22, you quit a job because you hate it and that's just it and you're done. That doesn't mean don't quit your job if you're unhappy when you're older, but it just means considering like, okay, do I have a backup fund? What's my plan? Have I discussed this with my partner or whatever it might be? Like, and that's why we're saying this is the point where you can't be a hundred percent like self-indulgent. We're not saying you can't be self-indulgent or you can't do things for you, but it's just that extra layer of consideration, isn't it? That 10 years ago, we probably didn't even have to factor into our daily lives. Yeah, it's a really weird one to think about as well, because I know we've always been very much like career first, relationship second. And recently I've definitely found myself thinking, oh, maybe that isn't the case anymore. And that's not to say I would suddenly become someone who doesn't want to focus on their career, but actually there are other factors that come into play that are equally, if not more important to me. And Mm. it's reconciling that and going, oh, okay, that means then maybe I have to think things through differently or maybe I need to be more flexible in this area of what I want to achieve to allow the like collaboration I want elsewhere also that's really interesting because I I totally agree just because you're considering different things it doesn't mean that you're not ambitious or you're not career focused anymore but I think so much has changed particularly in the last three years it's almost like a reassessment Mm -hmm. of what is I don't know, I guess it overlaps when we had that conversation about what is fulfilling and what is yeah. happiness, because a lot of the decisions that I make now, like, would I want to move to the other side of the world or where do I want to be working or what do I want my life to look like? A lot of it has been informed by what happened in COVID. Yeah, that's like it really makes you think, OK, what actually is important and what do I or who do I want to prioritize? I think it yeah. for a lot of people, COVID has really changed how they go about decision making. Definitely. And I think that's like both ways. Part of it is more, no, let's be more self-indulgent and do what makes us happy. And I think that's brilliant. But there's the flip side where it's almost like though though it doesn't feel like they're two complete polar opposites anymore. Hmm. It yeah. feels more like you can be very self-indulgent and focus on yourself in one realm which I love but at the same time there's more space to say okay will this actually make me happy like being self-indulgent and living your best life doesn't have to come at the expense of everything else it doesn't have to be your full identity you can change your mind and bring in different elements for different parts of your life yeah and I think that's where having a really open dialogue with the people in your life can be really important because agreed especially if it is to do with career decisions relationship decisions mortgage financial anything like that being able to have an open dialogue I'm obviously talking more specifically about like the relationships that you're in 
but being able to have an open dialogue with the people that matter to you is going to make that that process of kind of working through things and what your priorities are and what's important to you it's going to make that process a whole lot easier than trying to kind of figure that out for yourself and I think it makes it easier generally when you have someone who you can bounce those ideas off of yes it makes communication and relationships that bit easier but it makes decision making easier because you don't have to do it all on your own Mm -hmm. you don't have to be fully accountable for every single decision you make and the outcome because you can bounce those ideas off someone else and you can be like no this is something we're both going to give a go and I think it relieves then some of the pressure and it makes it easier to then go oh actually we made the wrong call we can make a different decision which then I mean has almost led us in a full circle because we were saying this I mean we're talking about how you can't be self-indulgent or 100% selfish anymore but that the connotations of being selfish or self-indulgent are negative and yeah I don't necessarily think that that's almost always true especially when you are setting boundaries for yourself that might be like quotes selfish but that's a good thing for you to do however from this point of view if you're able to have those open conversations with your partner or with your work or whatever it is whatever decision you're trying to work through I think it is a really healthy way to develop that awareness of what's important to you but also yeah. like the long-term impact on people around you definitely and I think it helps you to realize what it is that you actually want as well because mm. you might be very gung-ho on a certain idea of like yes this is what I want this is what I want to do no one's going to stop me when you stop to actually consider what someone else might want it might spark an idea and an approach that you hadn't actually considered before mm-hmm. and I think that's really important because you don't know what you don't know, that there's always a different way to do things. I think the past couple of years has shown us there are, there are so many ways you can live your life and so many ways you can do stuff. It isn't so much a case of, Oh no, we can't do that. It's okay. How are we going to do that? Even things like corporate companies going, we're going to have a four day working week. I think a couple of years ago, people would have been like, how could we possibly do that? It will never work. Whereas now it's how do we make it work? And that change in mindset means that when you open up the conversation, it doesn't mean that you have to compromise on what it is that you want to do. It just means that you could do it in a different way. And it bridges that gap between being selfish and self-indulgent and thinking about what you want versus taking into consideration someone else's views on the matter. I was going to say, this brings us exactly back to that conversation we've had about why it's important to listen to other people's views. Like, yeah, I, I know I have such a specific perspective on, I don't know, how I wanted my life to look at a certain point in, in yeah. my life or in my career or whatever. And then I met Taylor and he had such a different perspective on stuff. And it really mm-hmm. like opened my eyes to other options that, that could be there. And I'm, I was probably pretty um, what's it, like blinkered, you know, when a horse wears blinkers, yeah. that is the right term, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I was probably pretty blinkered, like on one path and one route. And that is the beauty, I guess, then of listening to other people's opinions and considering other ways to do things. Because, yeah, it, make, it makes you more, con- it means that you can make more considered choices about those life decisions, however big or small they might be. Yeah, totally. And I think it helps when you try to change your mind as well. Because as we grow and develop, the things we once wanted might not be what we want now. 
but when you start to consider okay how would how does that other person or how does their career impact this it can bring up new ideas like me and Alex are always very set on moving abroad for a long period of time but now it's like actually things have changed could we do it could we just go travel could we live somewhere else could there are so many different ways you can do it but it's only when you take into consideration how who other people who are directly involved might also feel that you can play around with those different ideas and it isn't to say that you should worry about what other people are going to say or how people might judge your life choices or anything like that. It's actually taking stock of everyone's opinion at the table who will be directly affected. Yeah. And going, oh, actually, maybe there's a different way we can do this that makes us both happy and being open to new ideas. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it is a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? Like what what serves you, but also what serves them? Like what do you both yeah. need in a relationship your families like your finances what where's kind of not saying compromise to the point that you're unhappy but considering what those options are that that are going to be best for you and your partner you and your family whoever it might be I agree and I think the flip side of that is that you do stay on that single-minded track of what you want and what you want to go after But ultimately, if that isn't what someone else wants or if it doesn't allow them to grow and be fulfilled and happy as well, you won't be. And so you actually don't benefit yourself by constantly focusing on what just you want. I think there's actually more benefit to be had by taking into account other people in the situation so that it's a joint decision and that you everyone is happy because otherwise you're not even going to enjoy it. So what's the point? I was going to say, yeah, then you end up with resentment, which obviously isn't ideal but on in the same vein I mean if you're with someone who like knows what your goals are knows what your ambitions are and what your interests are even as they're evolving over time they're going to know that and the chances are if they know you really well then what they want probably aligns quite well with what you want I'm not saying that's true of everyone but generally if you know someone really well you already know what their goals are and you're still with them anyway so you must feel some sort of affinity for that as well yeah so I guess it's then picturing how those goals and those things that you want to do or those changes you want to make how that then looks with those other people as part of the picture yeah it's the process of growing and adapting isn't it and I guess growing up a little bit like I think there's actually something really nice about having other people to consider in what you do because it means you're surrounded by people who are invested in your life when you are surrounded by people who you want to be with Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's oh you've got to quote unquote grow up and be responsible and all of those things it doesn't have to mean like becoming boring or anything like that Mm -hmm. actually it goes to show that you've cultivated relationships that are so deep that you want those other people around you whether that's partners family children whatever it is you've cultivated something worth considering yeah I absolutely agree we hope you've found this conversation interesting and hopefully it's resonated with you in some way we would love to hear your thoughts and you can get in contact with us with all of the details which are down in the show notes we'll be back next week with another episode so don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're on so that you can stay updated with next week's episode but in the meantime stay safe and we will speak to you soon bye bye bye